Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we continue our Infinity Saga rewatch with Iron Man 3. Merry Christmas, new believers. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Merry Christmas, Ashley. Merry Christmas, Matt. Happy holidays. Any of those people out there who are not celebrating uh, Christmas, but... uh, yeah, it's it, this is a Christmas movie, oh. and so I'm really glad we landed on this week to cover it. We said this months ago, and I really can't believe it just happened to work out. I mean, we did maybe, we kind of made it work out because we're like, oh, there's nothing to do, but watch the, do the rewatch now, which was perfect, and it just happened to land. Yeah, we were like, hey, it's, it's a good break, and we probably wouldn't have, we, we, we had been doing them like every other week, because we were doing mm-hmm. like news episodes or whatever, and then every other week doing one, but like we realized if we did them every week, we'd get to this one. And you know, it's funny, I went to look back at our previous Iron Man episode, and it is also, we called it the Iron Man 3 Holiday Special or whatever, because it, we also happened to be able to make it land on, That's a, awesome. on Christmas. Yeah. Because if we would have missed this week, uh, next Monday is Christmas and... The following Monday is Christmas Day. I don't know when we have to find some time. You know, the holiday season starts. You don't have any time to cast. Yeah. So it's just pretty perfect. Yeah. And, of course, we have What If starting on the 22nd. So we're just going to be doing yes, those do. for the next two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do. I do. Yeah. I'm going to apologize to everyone now. I'm home alone with this cat monster and there's nothing I can do about it. There is an angry cat, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> cat is angry that you're podcasting. Yeah. And uh, once. Krampus back there is throwing a fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so Iron Man three, Iron Man three, it's here. I really, really, really uh, freaking love uh, this movie in many ways. But I will say, upon a rewatch, the thing that I realized about this movie, and I think it might be one of the reasons this one's not as beloved, is that it is not nearly as rewatchable as a lot of the other Marvel movies. That's true. Because specifically the entire movie is like a like riddle of mysteries. It's like all kinds of mysteries on mysteries on mysteries on mysteries and it's a really well-structured mystery that gives you all the clues you need to solve it before it gets solved, you know. He even says like uh they give you so many cool clues and I love watching a mystery play out that way. And on a second watch, this movie is awesome because you're like, Oh, that's when they're hiding when they're calling a master or no. Uh, yeah. They call him the master. They're doing it kind of tongue in cheek because they're doing it like, Oh yeah. The master over here. Like yeah. it's real. you can kind of even hear it in their voices. Like it's not just that mystery, but all the mysteries that the whole movie are so well laid. And Shane Black loves to make little mystery, like, gumshoe stories. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robbie Downey Jr., which is yes. awesome. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And so I think all those mysteries, though, Grand on a Second Watch, they start to wear, though. Like, after I've seen it maybe, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but uh, really sitting down. I've, I think I tend, I tend to watch this movie in chunks for just the cool factor. I think it's a very cool movie. Yeah. Like, it's it's got, like, great cool scenes, but, like, sitting down to really watch the entire thing it's kind of it feels more boring because like I know everything that's happening. What I did know, I message you today? <laughs> yeah, you were like this one. This one feels long, and I I think I, I agree. Fifty five. We were at the one certain part, and I was like, "How do I have fifty five minutes left?" And then I thought I was much farther when I looked again, and that's mm-hmm. when I messaged you like, "I cannot believe I still have thirty five minutes left from where we are." Yeah. Um, but it's not that it's not fun. No, it is yeah. fun. I honestly think that this might be the funniest at least of the iron man uh movies with yeah, the humor I agree. it goes to some dark places in this one and i absolutely love it yes well um, and it's it's the most adult too like yes. you were saying it's a dark places but it is like there are some lines that i i'm actually kind of surprised when he tells the kid not to be a pussy i was so like so i i have that in my wow. notes that is probably my favorite line in all 35 movies because it's just so out of note. Like, you were just stuffing a pussy about it. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And it's like, dark. it's so over the top that, like, Tony would say it and he says it with his tongue in his cheek, knowing that, like, it's such a bad thing to say to a kid that it makes it funny. And, like, it's great. It's just beautiful. It parallels him, you know. Yes. Everybody's parents are dead, kid. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would say this really, I see this as a, a sequel to the Avengers more than, you mm. know, a sequel to the Iron Man movies because it's totally dealing with his relationship with Pepper and the other people in his life. And if he doesn't want to be Iron Man anymore, and that's what I like about this one the most is you get a lot of sequences in the film. That's just Tony Stark being mm-hmm. Tony Stark. Oh, for besides sure. him not being in, in the Iron Man suit. And that goes back to one where it's like, oh, well, you just have to MacGyver everything. And mm-hmm. they really lean into the genius billionaire, philanthropist, playboy, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, go ahead and do it. And we all can, you know, relate to that Tony Stark. But the best thing is that his consequences in the past have like, you know, they can come back to bite you and they really do in this one. And mm-hmm. that's like, don't be an asshole, you know, be nice yeah. to people. And yeah, even if you think nice. it was 25, 13, whatever years ago, whatever year that Blue Daba, Daba song came, when that starts in the beginning of this, I have memories of it. And then I go, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 1999 because they make the Y2K joke. Um, yes. Because when he jumps, he jumps on Tony and says, it's not Y2K. When the, bon- <laughs> when the extremist blows up in the in the room. Happy dressed like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction just, it oh, kills yeah. me every time. The bolo and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally like what Happy would do. Like to, <laughs> he'd see that movie and be like, oh, that's my new that's my new attire." <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I think that that like this is I think probably the most adult Marvel movie. It feels like I don't know other adult rated almost like it feels like a rated R action movie. Like it's not. But, like, it feels like one. It feels like it was made with adults in mind. It doesn't feel like a kid's movie at all. Which is funny that it's a holiday movie. Yeah, yeah. And I will sure. say after this viewing, it is a holiday movie. Because within within five to ten minutes in every scene, it's either mentioned or shown that it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shane Black loves uh, making all his movies set at Christmas. And it, it, I think it's this thing of, like, it gives – Christmas gives everything this extra – 
extra layer of nostalgia and emotion to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think some some directors just love to set things at Christmas no matter what no matter what the themes are. It might help with what you were saying earlier about it not being so rewatchable. But when you see this pop up on your like holiday you go to Disney Plus and it's like holiday movies and Iron Man Three's there, you're like, Yeah, I would much rather watch that over, you know, Dipsy Doo and the whatever's do Christmas. <laughs> Dipsy you know? Doo and you're the like, whatever's. come on, kids, let's Iron Man. And then yeah. it's this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is it is, <laughs> it's pretty it is brutal. Weird. It is pretty brutal. Um, and that's something I, I put in uh, my notes is just that how scrappy the fight scenes are. And you, you mentioned there's a lot of Tony. There's a lot of like fighting out out of the suit, and then fighting in like half suits. And I mm-hmm. love that. I absolutely love like his suits are just falling apart and like that final scene especially um they do a lot of things to just take everything away from tony and epitomized by the moment where he's dragging the suit uh and trying to get it to the the garage where he's going to work on it uh but he's just dragging it through the snow and it's just such a sad scene it's brisk (laughs) it's brisk uh but when uh um jarvis actually like goes away and says i think i need to sleep now uh, i was like oh man it's like really he's like don't leave me buddy and it's really sad it's really yeah. really like i i feel the loss of just he's lost everything he's in the middle of nowhere in the snow with his suit and he takes it off and yeah it's it's just yeah it's there's something very um poetic also about the fact that like he's he's so addicted to the suits and that's like what a lot of what this movie's about mm-hmm. that he drags the suit with him he could easily have just run to the nearest town you know what i mean and like gotten things going or even gotten a truck and gone back but he like he drags that suit and it's like no i need this this is my it's almost like a comfort blanket thing where he's just like nope i'm not leaving this suit behind you know? yeah my my doubt like the only nitpick that i do have about this and i'm not going to bring it up a lot because you can say it about all the movies is you're just like the stakes were really high in this people on the news saw tony stark's house you know, get blown up. The mm-hmm. president's been kidnapped. Where's Shield? Where's Nick Fury? And Cal- I feel like it asked the, like when Tony would have been missing and thought dead, mm-hmm. somebody might have stepped up to go save the president. Besides Rhodey, yeah. I don't know. But I, I'm not. You can't bring that up because it, you know you're like where was what's his face in Winter Soldier and this and that. Like he could have called somebody. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, it's one of those things of like. To head like my explanation for that, at least the him being dead thing. If he's really dead, then like if if the if the news says you're dead, it's time to grieve. It's an early time to like come fe- see what's going on. But you know, there's it's a like, terrorist uh, that you know oh, killed yeah. him. They're the Avengers. They're going to yeah. avenge Tony Stark. Yeah, and you'd think <laughs> you'd think Cap would be like on the case of the Mandarin too. You know what I mean? Right, right. But that's okay. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but who knows what Shield has Cap off doing? Like he may be off doing some other thing. I wonder if they're doing a similar thing that they did with, um, you know, in the first phase. They make it all the same week. It's all like packed together. I wonder if this, um, if this, the, like maybe the events of Winter Soldier are happening around the same time, and he's yeah, off like on the fair. run or whatever. Sure. Was it Christmas? <laughs> no, I don't think. And see one Christmas tree in Winter Soldier. I, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and they were right. in DC. Yeah. They need to go back and just digitally put t- trees everywhere. And then yeah, you can say no, it was fine. Exactly, exactly. And so Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, it's still, even if it wasn't that movie, uh, obviously it's it fine. wasn't. It's like anything can be going on. You know, like these could be on any kind of mission or whatever. And like the Hulk 
isn't a save the president kind of call. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> and then Thor is off. Shield planet. would be though. Yeah, right? for sure. You'd yeah. think. You'd think. Um, so it, it, yeah, you'd think Shield would at least be involved in this story somewhere. The president's been taken. Yeah. But it is very like is very insular, and I, I I really wonder if this was at some point planned to be the final appearance of Tony Stark as Iron Man, um, mm. because there's a lot of like let's wrap up my story. Of course, the suits get blown up. I I never noticed this, but there is a line right before the suits blow up, and I never really caught it. But he tells Pepper, "I'm gonna trim it down a little bit." Mm-hmm. She says, I think I understand why you like the suits so much. What am I going to complain about now? And he says, you know what? I'm going to shave them down a bit, a little bit. And then he blows them all up. And of yeah. course, at the end, he picks up the screwdriver. And he talks about how his suits were like a, a cocoon that he worked mm-hmm. through. And so, it, which, and th- his next appearance, he's working on Ultron. So, like, it does kind of make sense that he's like, working towards something else, something bigger. But he does say, I'm going to shave it down a little bit, which we always talk about him destroying his suits, but like, he shaves it down. That doesn't mean he's ever going to bring one back. But uh, I noticed that line, but I also noticed that line was 80 yard. Like he's turned away from the camera and mm. it doesn't sound the same. Like I think that that line might have been added in post to show, like, yeah, if we bring oh. it back, it's not a huge problem. Like he shaved it down a little bit instead of saying, like, I'm quitting being Iron Man. He never actually says that. He kind of yeah. alludes to it. Well, what is weird about it is. Those two, like uh, Tony and Pepper, seem like they're in such a good place. And then I guess Ultron happens or whatever, and that's yeah. why she chooses to take a take a break. And then Civil War happens, and she moves out. But there's no like, well, Ultron was a big, you know. Well, that was his fault. I don't know. They they just seem like they were in a much better place at the end of this, and we never really get to see like what. That's me just wanting to see background stuff. And like, I want to see. Tony and yeah. Pepper fight. Why Why aren't they together? I want to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Is it in... What um, couldn't they work out? We don't see her again until Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't... Well, last week we were talking about it, and I think... Uh, yeah, I think we got it wrong, maybe. We were talking about what movie she was in. But yeah, she's she's not in a... Not Homecoming. It's... Yeah, yeah what is Homecoming? Yeah, she's in, she's in Homecoming at the very end. And then they go from Civil War being completely broken up to Homecoming, where he's proposing. Mm-hmm. She's not in Ultron? No. Okay. I also really always wonder if Pepper still has uh, the abilities, uh, the extremist abilities, because they get it stable to get her to survive. But mm-hmm. like, did they take it out of her, or is she just like a secret extremist uh, person? That would that have been never- cool in yeah. Infinity War or whatever. Right when she's like, like if they'd like blown off her arm in the uh, rescue <laughs> suit and it like grows back as like an extremist arm, I would have like, yeah. oh, like, freaked out. Yeah. I freaked out when I first saw this, and I thought that I was like, "Oh, they really killed Pepper!" Wow, that's it uh, seemed ballsy. like they did. For real. I was surprised. There was a few things, mm-hmm. and then they didn't really do it. <laughs> Speaking of their relationship and everything, like the the one part of this that feels so visceral and scary is when the Iron Man suit comes and grabs her in bed. Oh my god, I wouldn't be able to sleep in the house with that. Yeah. I'm yeah, leaving does, tonight. She just went downstairs. Ter- yeah, That's closer that terrifying. to them. Yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. Um, it just like the, yeah, just like it, it feels like uh, I don't know, like he's got a weapon in the house that's not well secure or whatever. Yeah. You know, like it's like, oof, oof. what do you mean it, you got to really, calibrate it? Yeah, calibrate this. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Speaking of uh, sleeping poorly, I hear you've been sleeping better. I have been sleeping. Like the dead bat. <laughs> yeah. 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 I uh, 
I am, it's hard to admit sometimes when you have some flaws, but you know, <laughs> I'm a sweater. I am a horrible night sweater and it is a problem. And I have tried every kind of bed sheet and every kind of cotton, you know, whatever thing you can get, sleep pants, blah, 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 nothing works. And I had no idea that I just wasn't using the right kind of bed sheets, like miracle bed sheets. Um, yeah. It has changed my sleeping. Like I, today I didn't get out of bed till 11 days, my day off. I slept all night. Usually I would have to get out of bed at like early morning just because I'd be sweating. You're like, okay, well, now the whole bed's disgusting. I'm disgusting. I have to get a shower and there's no going back to bed after that. So yes, this, the miracle sheets have really changed my, my experience. With yeah, sleep. I, I'm with you. I absolutely love them. Uh, miracle made bed sheets. Uh, they are infused with silver and it provides them a self cooling, uh, properties that like keep your bed a great temperature for sleep. Uh, you don't, you, they're, they're nice and secure. You feel uh, covered up, but you don't feel that just sweaty stickiness. It's really, really nice. They're also self cleaning because of that same silver feature. Uh, it cuts down 99.7 of bacteria percent of bacterial growth uh and they're just really really high quality sheets um designed for your skin and and like designed to keep that bacteria away it helps from having breakouts and all kinds mm-hmm. of things uh really really great really awesome uh holiday gift if you're looking for a gift for somebody uh you really should check out miracle made they have great colors too yeah, they do. And they're just they're just high quality stuff. Like yeah. even all the other like sciencey, like whatever, like NASA inspired stuff is amazing. It's cool and it feels like high tech and I feel like James Bond when I get in my sheets. I'm sleeping in silver. Yeah, I'm sleeping in it's like Iron Man sheets or something. Yeah. But I like I, but they just feel like I'm getting into, you know. A really, really great hotel sheets that like really high thread count, whatever. They just feel amazing. They really, really feel amazing. Go to trymiracle.com slash MCU to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40%. And if you use our promo code MCU at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Mm-hmm. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's back to the 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash MCU and use the promo code MCU to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash MCU to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. Speaking of treating a loved one. <laughs> uh, they, uh, th- this movie, Happy Gets Hurt. He does. And, uh, like, it's a really, it adds a lot of emotional weight because Happy's just his best friend. And, like, they have such a silly relationship. He's a very comical character. Um, but there's so much, com- it's funny because he's the, he's normally a lot of the comic relief, but there's so much comic relief in this movie without him, you know, with, with him yeah. taking off the board for the majority of it. Their quips are funny together, though. <laughs> Is this the forehead of security? <laughs> uh, but it must have been, uh, for Shane Black, difficult. Like, this is the first one that Favreau is not directing, you know, and you now have to direct him, the director of the first mm-hmm. one. This is Marvel's diamond baby, you know? Yes. Like, it had to have been a big thing uh, and, and a, a hard challenge. I mean, and 
you know, a lot of people don't like this movie. It's 50-50, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very like, uh, divisive one for the fandom. And I really think a lot of that has to do with the change in tone. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. To me, it feels a little phase four-y to me mm-hmm. in that it is a specific tone. So many Marvel movies, like, it started out very specific. But, like, in phase two, things started to, like, sort of homogenize. Things started to look similar. The the, the directing styles and the um, writing styles and the structure and the tone have sort of, like, become this Marvel. Marvel used to be a little more diverse, and it became this very Marvel tone. Right, Well, then, right. like, I think in phase four, they've really tried to break out of that and do different things and try new tones. But like this one is is an outlier in that it doesn't feel like the Marvel tone. It feels like Lethal Weapon or something. You know, it feels like a weird, like, I don't know, 80s action movie. Yeah, well, that's it's not some huge action epic until, I don't know, the last 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's why this one's not like the other ones. And it's it's got more of that, uh, I don't know, pizzazz. I laughed the whole time, and I forget. But then when uh, the the one chick, I didn't catch her name, the one chick who's like Homeland Security, but she's one of the glowy people, kills the oh, sheriff in the bar, that's mm-hmm. when you're like, whoa, <laughs> wait a yeah. minute. Yeah, when she kills him, it's really brutal. And then Iron Man uh, blowing through that guy's chest with his uh, reactor and then saying... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what does he say? Like, come back from that or something like that. As he like, and it's like, ooh, that was brutal. And it was like, you had to have a one liner after you killed that guy by blowing his chest up. That's why I was like, why are we filming this scene in a Colombian drug lord's Miami mansion? Like, how did we even get here? Like, I get that's where they were <laughs> keeping Trevor, but you don't. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, why are we around palm trees? I know they said it was Miami, but it, it does. It just we see a very like every. 40 minutes is like a different movie in this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, there's tons of scenery changes. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I haven't really rewatched this from beginning to end very often, but it is one that I'll throw on and have like, just watch a few scenes of. And so many of the scenes do well at standing alone. It has kind of that like comic book quality of like, each act sort of feels like its own little story, its own little narrative with its own little arcs and different reveals and things that are adding to the mystery as the whole story goes on, you know, I love this movie, but again, I do think it's less rewatchable. I, it's, it's weird. Cause I watching this. I was like, I remembering all the reasons I do love it, but also watching it going like, yeah, the, these scenes don't hit as hard when I know all the mysteries are, are, have been revealed to me. We had enough time. I think at this point to sit and deal with the fact that they punked us on the Mandarin, because I remember being upset. And annoyed about, not upset because I still like the movie, but being like, hey, that's not the Mandarin. Like, wait, what is going on? And then it's not even Ben Kinsley being the Mandarin. It's Guy Pierce, who you're, I'm not buying mm-hmm. him as the Mandarin. He could have been any other villain. Yeah. You didn't even need to bring the Mandarin into this right. and have him be a part of it. It would have been cool if Trevor Slattery was hired by somebody else and then we never found out who that was, you right. know? Um, yeah, but they chose I, not to do that. <laughs> I love the misdirect in this movie, and I did the first time I watched it, but I don't care about the Mandarin in comics at all. I have no right. connection to that character. So watching the movie, I was just, I knew this wasn't the version. Um, I did not care about Trevor Slattery being the Mandarin. Um, or not, you know, being, being an actor. And like, I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful twist. It also like for years, they had been talking about how are they going to handle the Mandarin? Cause it's sort of this mm-hmm. like character that's like steeped in a lot of like racism in the early comics. And like, are they going to do that? Like, and, and to make him this like 
sort of like global terrorist that doesn't really have a country was interesting. And then like to turn it on its head was yeah. amazing. I, I loved it. I, I totally get no, that part. Jeff was, feels the yeah, same that way. part. It was great. They did it so much better in Shang-Chi. Oh yeah. Uh, if they had just waited and didn't reveal anything about the Mandarin, because just having Guy Pierce and then, you know, having him just have the dragon tattoos out of nowhere. He's like, I yes. am the Mandarin. I was like, Oh my God, Guy Pierce, you and your veneers can sit down. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say is that, like, I think it totally works until that final scene where Guy Pierce loses his shirt. Yeah. Like, and it's fine. Whatever dragon tattoos is kind of weird. And then like, him saying I am the Mandarin makes no sense in that no. context. Because no. the Mandarin is not like a thing that anyone cares about in this context. The Mandarin is just a thing a think tank came up with so to to misdirect the public. Like I am the Mandarin means nothing, nothing. in this context. Yeah. It's stupid. It's the stu- it's it's the like we always talk about what we would change. That scene should have been something like him again talking to Tony about having abandoned him on that rooftop and how yes. like you you it should have been him like speechifying about how like you you underestimated me I've look I'm gonna kill you now and you never thought I would be your end you know you didn't you didn't respect me but that sort of a thing and instead I am the Mandarin is like mm. stupid it's really really stupid it's the worst part in the part of the movie agreed agreed so 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 yeah I kind of forgot that that was even in there. And when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I get why people don't like, like that Guy Pierce is the Mandarin. Cause he's not. And it's like sort of this stupid thing he says. Yeah. It, it's just dumb. I like it. <laughs> and I like Guy Pierce. Like, I think he's always, I've always thought he was attractive, but God, he plays a creep so well that mm-hmm. now anything he's in, he's a creep. Like some, I'll have to think back to that movie where he saves these lion cubs I, it was called Two Brothers. It came out like in the 2000s. And I'm like, oh, you were so sweet in that because God, he's a creep in everything. <laughs> and I do like him. But now I'm just like, ooh, a guy Pierce. I'm like, why are you doing that to that man, Ashley? He's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> the way he was on the table man. with her. Just the way ugh, it's just mm-hmm. men sometimes, the, 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 like making sure he's constantly touching her when he's trying to explain yeah. it to her. And you're just like, stop touching her. Yeah. I'm definitely with happy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It, it's uh, it's it, he's he's very good at being creepy, and both kinds, like the the one at the beginning, who's like, who it's revealed that he used to ask her out all the time at work, yeah, uh, when they were younger or whatever, and he was like kind of the uh the geeky guy that didn't have boundaries, you know. But then like also now it, it's like you can take the uh you know the the kind of look off of him but he's still just a creepy dude you know like both yeah. versions of him his internal life is just creepy <laughs> oh. uh i love um rebecca hall in this i think she's a great actress but i do feel like she's kind of underdeveloped mm-hmm. i don't i feel like she's one of the side characters that gets left out i would have liked to see more about her first you know killian whatever but you know mm-hmm. what are you going to do but I thought Cheadle shined. It's like they gave different oh, yeah. times to different people. Cheadle shines, and like as a like as a banter partner for Tony. <laughs> like in a way, we don't really ever get to see otherwise. Like I, Iron Man two, they do it a little bit. Um, but man, Iron Man three, like them like running up into the docks just as people in plain clothes. Like yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's so much fun. He's like, "What'd you see?" He's like, 
nothing. I went too fast. <laughs> I love that part so I, much. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And I love, uh, you think he took out the light on purpose? Nobody can hit a lamp from that distance. And then he goes, it does it. And he's like, yeah, it's just really good. It's just really, really funny. <laughs> and Rhodey, though, without a suit. I know he's a military man. Oh, I love but it. But he is so, he is a soldier, man. He is like killing it. He, when he like. Leaps take, out. Yeah, when, when he's up on that thing and he flips, he like, when he, it's when he gets the president, is like one of the most over the top action <laughs> sequences a human performs in the MCU. Like, yeah. not a super soldier. He's doing like Captain America style stuff when he, he's hanging off that shipping container and there's two extremist soldiers walking towards him and he like fires the gun. Dropping them into the fire and swinging his way <laughs> across, grabbing the president, firing his gun to like release the cable. Uh, have you ever seen Shoot 'em Up? Yeah. It reminded me of that. His like gun proficiency oh, in that yeah. scene. Was, he's like, he's I eat a lot of carrots, and then pow, yeah. pow, pow. It was it was a little. Him and Tony were a little ridiculous in that end scene, but it's the end battle scene. I'm like, yeah. okay, guys. <laughs> Tony does a lot of like clever things in this movie when he's not. He's- Slides down the whole side of one of those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it's absolutely bonkers. Um, Yeah, I love it. But, like, I think Don Cheadle's, or, like, Rhodey's stuff is even more over the top than Tony. Like, he is, like, that whole thing is, like, something out of a a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or something. I don't know. (laughs) The the most uh, iconic part of this movie is Joan Rivers making fun of Iron Patriot in the beginning. She is just (laughs) ripping him up. They'll just throw a paint job on him and we just think he's someone different. Okay. I was like, they're really going hard on this one. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty great. I like when he jumps out of the uh, suit when um, they start warming it up. You know, he's like, oh, I'll get you out somehow. He's like, don't open, don't open. All right, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, that's yeah. my roadie. Right, it's time. And he breaks out and starts just melee and all those guys. This is really, really great. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of really good action in this one. Um, and, and I don't think of it as the most action-laden one. It's a lot less heavy on, like, the big CGI set piece action and a lot more, like, I don't know, humans do it. I mentioned it earlier, but, like, the... When there's like half a suit on, and like in the last, the, the last thing to suit Tony's in in the movie, he's like falling off of the cranes, and one of his legs is completely exposed. Yeah. And as you're like, you're fine. Well, as like a 40 year old person watching that scene, I'm like, he's like real, real protective of his leg. Cause like your leg, I don't know, there's something about like you watch an action movie and there's a lot of believability with the, when these people, there, there, there's this suspension of disbelief. Where you're like, oh, it's fine that they jumped off a thing and landed. But in real life, you'd be like, oh, they'd shatter their knees oh, or completely. whatever. Oh, completely, yeah. But there's something about the fact that like he's wearing the suit. So you know this is a world he needs the suit to not die. You know what right. I mean? Like to not die doing all these So when one body part is exposed, it feels like really vulnerable. You know what I mean? And so he, when he's, he's falling, there's no leg on his suit and his other leg keeps trying to like kind of catch his fall. Like, so he's, <laughs> it's so cool, really well done and really visceral action sequences. It reminds me of the end when infinity where when uh, Thanos rips off the helmet and he's just like, Ugh! and then he yeah. nanos it back up. But back then yes. you didn't have that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is cool to see every Iron Man movie. It does progress his, way he changes into Iron Man. And it's never yes. an easy ride. Like, I love, they give us the, 
the scene where he's doing the superhero pose and the last like bots come in to get him or the the Iron Man suit what was it like own Mark 93 Yeah I don't remember, remember. but then remember. it just shatters into a million pieces and he's like whatever the, Oh <laughs> oh like, yeah yeah the this 42 This is the funniest Marvel movie I saw The Mark 42 <laughs> I I do think it's it is like really really slapstick funny <laughs> in places and like just really really just the timing Shane Black's timing is amazing and yeah really really good I loved this was just something that like revealing about where he was in his relationship with Pepper when she asks him, um, what, uh, what do you, what do you, what are you doing? Uh, what, is that Mark 15 now? That's crazy. And he, he says, yeah, something like that and kind of covers up the 42 on it. Oh yeah. Oh. And it's a really like, that's such addiction behavior. Like even like if you're playing a phone game too much and your partner, like you get to the point where you're doing it so much, you know, it's a shameful thing. And your partner's like, what, how many, how long did you play that today? Oh, just 30 minutes or something. No, no, no big deal. Nothing. And you've been sitting there for seven hours, just like making blocks <laughs> disappear or whatever. But it's like, it's a, it's interesting because it's him not being honest with her in a way. Cause right, he's like, right. and, and it, but it's also like, that's addiction behavior. You're addicted to something and you're too ashamed to share it with your partner, how addicted you are. I do feel like we see a lot of growth in him. Cause it doesn't take him too long to be like, no, 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 come back. I have a problem. I have a problem. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that too. I, I love it so much. Cause well, that's, that's, that's real. Like yeah. she's walking out of the room. He's like, no, I, I really don't want us to have this. Like, I don't want this between us. Like I, I'm having a hard time admitting this to myself and to you, but I don't, it's, it's now causing issues between us. And I need to like, we need to just have this talk, you know? Yeah. I don't know how angry I'd be about, you know, there being just a Iron Man bot around doing stuff that I wanted him to do for me. You know, you don't have to <laughs> pretend to be in it, but like a back rub, as long as it's not going to break my neck, you know, at least I'll yeah, go out yeah. doing what I love. <laughs> uh, receiving um, back rubs yeah but the, like there's so much trauma dealt with in this like not pepper i mean pepper but also tony and i feel like mm-hmm. them really showing like the severity of a panic attack over and over again like we're really seeing him go through it in a way that they don't talk about much like it's always like cap's got to deal with oh i've been asleep for years and i don't know what's going on and that was like you know all the horrible stuff that happened and that you know they trained me to be a killer and this and that and tony's like i have for real panic attacks, because mm-hmm. aliens, monsters, this and that. This is not something that I have ever dealt with. And I love yeah. that they do that with his God's character. aliens, and I'm just a man in a can, he says. Yeah, and he's not wrong. Like, even if you're a billionaire, you don't have the... You have these... Everybody has their own trials, you know, to deal mm-hmm. with. But panic attacks would absolutely be something that someone like him would be experiencing. Yeah. And thinking, like, I got poisoned. Am I dying? What happened? And they're like, yeah. you're, you're fine. You just need to breathe. And that's parallels very well the experience of panic attacks that I've heard uh, uh, people that I've known who've had panic attacks is a lot of them times they go thinking it's a heart attack or they think it's this they think it's something physiological and then they realize it's just their brain and and that's such a it's such a great scene when he, he falls his knees trying to figure that out and I love the line is like uh, I believe it's just a severe panic attack and he goes me yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I'm. I'm the guy who, you know, I don't do, I don't have that. I'm, I deal with everything that comes at me, you know, he just, or extreme anxiety attack. He's like, I have anxiety. I'm not the guy with anxiety. You know, it's just a really great moment. <laughs> oh, love it. 
That's why I love that little kid, that little monster leans in like, how'd you get out of the wormhole? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, um, my chest. And then Harley, Harley, Harvey, whatever the little kid's name is. Har- Harvey. Harley. Harley, right? Harley. Harley. That's yeah. it. Uh, he sends him into one too. It always is funny to me when, when children yelling at adults sends them into like panic attacks in movies. <laughs> Especially yeah. one like, like Tony with all of his attitude. That kid mm-hmm. read Tony so well too, the way that he was like... You always do it too when Tony's rat like he's like you don't tell people that you did the good thing. You just, you know, you'd be cool about it. He's like you always do it and he does it so many times in the movie leading up to that, even to the point where um Pepper like stop the the ceiling from falling. She's like I got you. He's like I got you first. Like there's rubble. We're dying. There's mm-hmm. another bomb coming and you just needed to get in there, but I got you first. Yeah, get her get out of here and he just mm-hmm. keeps doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And that kid's like, you do it all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Don't you don't gloat when you do something. It's, it makes you feel grandiose. He says. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I, I'm just sitting here thinking a lot about this like idea of him and his sort of like, I, I said addiction earlier. And like, I think that, I think it's there. Definitely. There's like some addictive behavior with the suits, but also, she calls it a distraction. And like, I think that's very appropriate to, uh, but it, it's weird because like, there's a few scenes that like almost mixed messages. And I wonder if the director has a complicated relationship with this idea or the writer. Um, and it's like, he's in the suits. He's, he's like building suit after suit, after suit, after suit as a way of distracting himself from the, imminent threat that's in his head all the time but he's also building the suits because it is an actual possible solution to that threat i.e. Right. ultron in the next uh, his next appearance so like he's it's 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 really interesting so he can like justify it to himself he's like no 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 i'm not distracted i'm like it's like you you know when you're like life life is hard and sometimes it's just nice to like bury yourself in work especially creative work mm-hmm. um you just bury yourself in creative work and you're like it's it's like it's keeping the wolves at the door, you know what I mean? And so there's yeah. that whole idea with him, like, being distracted. But then they also have the scene where he's having a panic attack, and the kid, and, and he's, like, having a panic attack because he realizes his suit isn't going to, isn't charging, and he's, he's not going to get his suit. Oh, in the car. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hits the brakes, he's like, ooh! <laughs> yeah. And the kid's like, uh, well, you're a mechanic. You're a mechanic, like do what you do, build something, and then mm-hmm. he immediately composes himself. So it's it, there's a con- there's something confusing there where it's like like thematically. I will where- say that was by the end of the panic attack. So up till then, he was starting to figure out how to work through them because the kid does yeah. tell him like just breathe, just, just breathe, breathe, just breathe, and then do it. And so he's pulling himself out of it because that's like the fourth or fifth one by that point yeah yeah well i i don't really i'm not really talking about the panic attack so much as the like idea that he's like are the building is building something good for him or bad for him it's kind of like what i'm getting at it's like because the whole movie it's treated as this crutch that he's using as a distraction but then also in that moment it's like no you just need to do what you do and is the kid saying like distract yourself on purpose to get through this um but then Pepper, his partner, sees it as like a big problem. It's just an interesting, and I think it's I think it's a very real look at sometimes how we like pour ourselves into our work when when life is falling apart. You kind of pour yourself into something you can control. Yeah, and sometimes that's a useful coping mechanism, and sometimes it's um like it's it can be a really 
bad behavior that's like you're putting off the real stuff you need to deal with, you know? Well, you know, it's so funny when you just said that I remembered that between now and Ultron, he creates the entire Iron Legion. Yes. Yes. So somebody didn't stop doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says in, uh, I think, Endgame or Infinity War, maybe, he gave up Iron Man and then the whole Hydra thing happened. And so he realized, like, all these people that he was kind of trusting with the world, the shield, yeah. he was sort of, they, they were the shield, you know, they were the, the shield around the world, the, our, our suit of armor around the world, as he calls it. They were supposed to be the shield. And then, like, when they fall apart and you find out they're Hydra and they're actually trying to just, you know, do the opposite of protect the world, it like, it makes him come back because he needs it back in his own hands again. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes a lot of sense why he would then start building the Iron Legion and all that stuff. But, Mm -hmm. and, and I was thinking the Iron Legion is kind of like, he says at the end of the movie, like, the the suits were a cocoon. Now it's time to do something new. And he picks up the screwdriver, and I'm like, maybe the Iron Legion is like the thing that he's doing instead. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a little confusing because it's like I think there's a different view of it from what happens in Ultron, where they just don't mention it, <laughs> to what and how they explain it later is is it, it feels a little like like a little retconny to say yeah. that he actually gave it up and then came back for the Hydra. Um, well, it, well, it also makes sense for why she breaks up with him and why she's gone out of the picture for the next two or three movies. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the only. Yeah. Headcat and I got there while well, he's off with his super friends. <laughs> well, it's also, it's that classic thing of, it's, it's that classic trope that, that I'm sure they're trying to avoid. You, you, ever, you know, like all the discourse that was happening on Breaking Bad where like, his wife just wants him to stop cooking meth and everyone's treating the wife really poorly online. Oh yeah. Because, like I didn't care like, for Skylar's character, but I didn't think he right. was supposed to. Yeah. I, I didn't either, but th- there's this, there's a trope of the female partner wanting their husband to stop doing the thing they're great at. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, well, well, we want him to do the thing they're great at. Just not meth. Yeah. Yeah. Just not meth. But make Tony's Tony suits, but keep them at the, you know, Keep them in somewhere else. Not in the house. Never <laughs> in the, the house. house. <laughs> Not in the house. It's so hard to watch his house fall into the ocean. It's all fake, but I'm watching those cars going, no, oh, no. <laughs> all that nice stuff. There goes the Christmas tree. The no. piano slides down. Yeah. And then that scene's really hard to watch um, when he gets uh, barricaded at the bottom of the ocean by like the metal cords. And then the mm-hmm. whole thing's just falling on him. It reminds me, again, of Spider-Man Homecoming. When Peter's stuck under the thing. Yeah. I don't like that stuff. That stuff makes me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God, get out of there. (laughs) His mask's filling up with water. Yeah. Can't watch the abyss. Like, stuff like that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, that is absolutely terrifying. The, like, the idea of being in the Iron Man suit and Jarvis saying, like, hold your breath. (laughs) Get a big breath. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) man. That's that's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. That's such his fault, though. I'm like... Why would you put your address out there, man? Mm-hmm. Why would you do it? What were you thinking? Absolute, just total hubris. Just total, yeah. Which is interesting because that's the only real attack that Killian does the whole movie. Like the rest of it is just like unintended explosions throughout this, like whatever. Or are right. they? Are they? Yeah. I thought they were bombing the Chinese. Wasn't? Weren't they doing something? They were doing I the. I think uh, the, maybe they the fake did ter- or the terrorist attacks for the uh, the Mandarin. Well, quote. quote. They they say that, but they say they say two things 
they said they're cover-ups because they can't control their dudes and their dudes keep blowing up. So they, <laughs> yeah. they're using the Mandarin to cover up their blow, their, their explosions. Right. That's it. That's it. Um, which there, there's really great. Like another clue to the mystery is in that first scene, they say, um, it was at a military church. The fir- one of the first ones you hear about in the news. They're like, another Mandarin attack has happened at a military church service. And it's like, it, it was just mm. another place where a military man would have been. And that military man blew up. So a lot of these attacks he's doing look like attacks on America's military, but they're really right. just military men blowing up in different locations that are connected to the military. That's true. Wait, the smart, smart writing. It really is. It's a tightly it's a tightly written script. Really, really tight. We mentioned earlier Jarvis needing to sleep. When I need to sleep, I turn to one thing. I, I turn to my trusty beam dream powder. Um, sleep is the foundation for mental health and physical health. Uh, when you are sleeping well, you can perform at your best. Lack of sleep causes all kinds of crazy, bad, 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 bad things. And Beam's Dream Powder is a uh, healthy, hot cocoa for sleep. Um, it is science-backed, and it is really, really amazing. Other sleep aids can cause next-day grogginess, but Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Uh, it's really great stuff, and it's just a wonderful um, ritual to spend your night doing. You put a little, make a little Beam Dream powder, and you sip on it, and just feel the warmth of uh, of the end of the day, <laughs> especially in this colder weather. Yes, it helps you helps you warm up and just feel comfy. Um, and today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's powder. Their science backed healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. And the numbers don't lie. A clinical study: ninety three percent of participants reported Dream helped them get better sleep. Uh, it, it's a, it's available in. Uh, chocolate, peanut butter, cinnamon, cacao, sea salt, caramel, and only 15 calories and zero grams of sugar. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash mcupod and use mcupod at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash mcupod and use code mcupod for up to 40% off. It's real tasty. Got to give it a try. <laughs> so I've got I've still got a bunch more notes on this movie. Uh what what else you want what else you want to talk about with this movie? Uh we can talk about the plane rescue scene which oh, is it's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a great rescue scene but also just freaking awesome. The the barrel of monkeys is Yeah. Everybody grab your monkey. I think about that every time I think about these series, and that's one of my signature Iron Man moments that I love. Um, and I, I just think it's awesome. <laughs> he saves so many people. And I'm like, this wouldn't work. And then I'm like, actually, maybe it kind of would work. <laughs> they, that was Miami, right? He just kind of drops everybody in the warm water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glides them in. But he can only carry four people, but he can slow down 13 people. <laughs> Physics. That's fine with me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> We've mentioned a lot that they, and I think this was to justify the amount of out of suit action there was going to be in this movie, but they have him working out a little more in this movie. And also like he has one of those like uh, 
martial arts statue, like martial arts stations in his uh, little man cave where he like. I just hit my I just hit my microphone trying to do kung fu. Uh, sorry about that. This also shows him using different like little I don't know martial arts style poses to get his Iron Man suit to come to him. Like I don't know. It's just clear that he has been doing some mild amount of like effort yeah. into like being a better fighter. Well, look at all the people he's around now. He's got to yeah. he's got to show up. Cap asked him in the last movie like take off that suit of armor and what are you? And like he's actually trying to do better, and yeah. it kind of this movie shows like what he is without that suit in, in, uh, in a number of scenes. Yeah, he, and I, he nailed I think it. That's really Did cool. a good job. Yeah. See, he should have been telling Capel about that instead of um, Banner. Banner <laughs> doesn't care. <laughs> what am I without the suit? I actually I tried this whole movie. <laughs> whole time I saved the president. Where were you? You weren't <laughs> Where here. Where were you? <laughs> Yeah, that really does feel like an oversight that Cap is not like even mentioned or like like he doesn't do a call to shield or something. Um just something or yeah. them check in like, "Hey, let's let's see if Tony's actually dead or if we can lend a hand or Yeah. I don't know. Here's a little headcanon. His last interaction with Shield was them firing the nuke that he had to get rid of. You know mm, what I mean? That's like true. So, but, we never Oh, see yeah, the, we don't know that that's Hydra yet. Yes, we don't. He doesn't know the entire yet, and also like we don't know. We never see a conversation between him and Shield. I don't think at the end of the movie, it's like the six of them are standing in the park. the The Shield, the Shield agents aren't aren't around. It's it kind of feels like they're a little pissed that like it's it's possible that they're a little pissed after what happened. You know? Yeah, Meh. yeah. Nick Fury. Nick Fury wasn't involved with that. And uh, Renner, like, where, where's Hawkeye? You'd think that would be a Hawkeye thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know how everybody kind of teams up in someone else's movie? Wouldn't this have been fun if it was him and yeah. Hawkeye? Because you could still have Rhodey in it. Oh, yeah. Imagine with this humor how good that would have been. It would have been really good. It's a really, really good point. People might have warmed to Hawkeye a bit more. Yeah, yeah, totally. We didn't get enough of him. We got Hawkeye the TV show. The Hawkeye TV show is really good, and I think I think he'll be back for like the Young Avengers stuff and things. Oh to, like, God, do you think he's going to be training them? I think that would be a pretty like solid call. Like he even you know I don't know thinking about him going to like get Wanda when 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 she's like in that uh he's he's always been sort of, of like he, yeah yeah and he was very like. He's very inspiring to Wanda and Quicksilver in that scene and uh in uh, Age of Ultron. So like, I just feel like he's a good, like he would be a great role model for like mm-hmm. uh, Kamala. And, um, and of course, Renner, uh, Jerry Renner is getting back to health. Like I've seen I him saw. doing That's some good. really That's cool real workouts and stuff. Like he's, he seems like he's, Oh, I guess it's uh, been about better. a year since that he did that right around Christmas. That's right. Yeah. And it was, a, and it was a snow mo or a snow accident. So Yeah. Um, I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's doing well, or it mm-hmm. seems like, uh, from what I've seen, he's doing well. So he may, he may be back, uh, sooner than later. We may, we may, he may be one of the guys that sticks around for a while. Yeah. I hope so. I thought that scene with the vice president was really dark and interesting. Like, <gasps> did you notice that Jenna Ortega is his daughter? No. Little tiny Jenna Ortega. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. cute. No, I had no idea. Mate, that vice president made me so mad. Rod, vice mm-hmm. President Rodriguez, you're a piece of sh- 
I didn't say it. I bleeped myself, but I was so mad because I didn't see that mm. coming at all. Yeah. When I, I love, first saw it. Yeah. I love the like intri- the political intrigue of that scene of him just like, yes, I'll call to make sure he's safe. And then he just puts the phone down. Everything's fine. Like I and You're ugh. like, oh, you snake. You it's scoundrel. just so subversive and fun. I really like it a lot. <laughs> but then you all they make him sympathetic as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Because you see what you're like, oh, his daughter, and you're like, oh, well, now I get yeah. why he's doing it. Well, that's what was so great. It's like, oh man, this is a real like evil thing for the president, vice president to do. And then you see he like that like Killian put the screws to him in a different way. You know, like mm-hmm. he 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 blackmailed him with his daughter's um his daughter's like limb being replaced or whatever. Uh it's it's pretty wild. I, I really I really like that scene a lot. It just it is it's another element to this movie that I feel like is very adult and interesting and not like cookie cutter or clean cut. It's just this very like oh why would he do that? And they give him like such complex interesting reason. I, I I think and actually as much as I hate that Killian says I am the Mandarin at the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that Killian's pl- and I kind of don't like him just in general. I love how complex and interesting his plan is. And how much it like, you, you know, you always joke about like, people joke about like the Dark Knight and how the Joker's plan is so insane that like it, just, it shouldn't have worked. There's so too many things have to happen for this just right for this plan to be <laughs> right. a thing. And a lot of movies are that way where the villain's plan are just a thing for the hero to work through. This one did not feel that way. It felt like the plan is something that fell into place because like, the whole plan with the fake Mandarin and all of that to like sell his wares, like all of that stuff is just really, really cool. Um, and to like get aim off the ground or whatever. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about Tony's fall in the Iron Man suit was from pretty high up in the air and he rolled for a long time and he seemed to be just fine in compared to, what happens to Rhodey in Civil War? I was like, huh, because he fell from very high. Yeah, I guess just how you fall, I would, how you I would, fall. I would guess. And that suit was not great. I was like, oof. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of those moments where the Iron Man suits, like, mm, and, also, and also, I will say this, like, I think that Rhodey's suit, part of the reason it, it, it falls, it falls and hits hard. Yeah, it's just- And it doesn't seem like it's working anymore. Like, I, I have to assume the Iron Man suit has some active like ability to like stop you blunt trauma or whatever. Yeah, like kind of slow you slow down you, before yeah. you stop. But the, the roadie suit was off. It was just completely right. off and just like it hit like a like you know bricks into the ground. Yeah. One thing I really hate about this movie, <laughs> no, just another moment that I do hate about this movie, the whole we create our own demons thing. Oh yeah, it should have been like. Actions have consequences. Well, I thought we create our own demons was going to be deeper than it was. And Mm. maybe it was. Maybe it has something to do with his Iron Man suits, too. And his panic attacks and like everything. Yeah, but that's not really... He didn't create those panic attacks. Like, he he like went through a thing. Well, when you push down and you don't deal, that's when that stuff kind of comes out. So he wasn't dealing with anything. Yeah, I guess that's true. It just feels like... And they highlight that line a few times, and that Aldridge Killian is the demon that he created, and it just and it feels, it feels so surface level for the theme of the movie, 
and it feels very unclear if you try to make it um more like emotional or whatever mm-hmm. but if you if you talk about if you talk about it as it's Aldridge killing as the demon he's talking about it's like I don't know man it just feels thin or something yeah. like it feels too surface level it's a fire demon I mean, I did laugh yeah. when Killian was like, Dracarys! And Brody's like, did you just <laughs> breathe fire? And I'm like, okay. Okay, we're going off the rails here, gentlemen. Let's yeah. let's bring this back. <laughs> let's ground this again. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, man. I had a few, like, funny lines that I really liked. Uh, do it. I do, too. <laughs> I really liked, uh, is that all you got? A, tre- a cheap trick and a cheesy one-liner, lady? That could be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> I liked her. Up. She was sassy and she was uh, she, she was. was a problem. She was. She was. The, the, all the extremist soldiers, like all of those scenes, I feel like feel scary. Like the visuals They're very of them are much scary. like monsters. Yeah. 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 I, and I really like. I like all. The, I like all the actions in the movie a lot. <laughs> I like. Um... When Maya shows up at the house, and it's like, are we at Ding Dong? We're supposed to be on total lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about that scene for behind-the-scenes stuff is they have an entire, like, two-foot-high plank built hmm. around the entire living room there for Tony or for um, Robert Downey Jr. to walk on so that he doesn't look shorter than the other two uh, females in the room. You can see the pictures. They built like a whole plank for him to walk on. I'm like, that's funny. Own it, RDJ. Yeah. No, it's very funny to see like a whole second floor. Oh, that's funny. Just built for him. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked uh, when he says Einstein slept three hours a year. Like, it just so isn't true, but it's a very, very (laughs) funny thing to, like, it's a very funny thing to make up, because a lot of people also, like, say quotes from Einstein that aren't Einstein, and stuff like that, like, that just use Einstein as, like, a, he's a smart guy, so he said this, and I'm gonna believe it. It's just a funny thing to, like, uh, throw in there. I really like it a lot. Yeah. I usually don't like, um, I know a lot of people love them. I have no soul, so, like, when he's, like, Get lost, Squidward. Like I, I go, uh, like I roll my eyes. But when he said you like that Westworld to the guy in this one, I lost it because mm-hmm. that was like a dead on. I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. And he's watching Westworld. <laughs> of course, Tony Stark would watch Westworld. Like you'd think he would have learned. Of course, <laughs> he has to. It's perfect. And uh, Happy's watching Downton Abbey. Uh huh. Uh. <laughs> I would push a nurse out of the way too. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, really, really funny and weird. Like the that being his final moment of the movie, they don't really get a good like touching thing. I mean, you do. You get the thing where he he's in there. He's like, protect, protect my boy. Like he's like, my men have got you. Like no one's gonna get through here. And he leaves. And he leaves and goes and threatens the Mandarin. But you don't really get a touching reunion. You just get that like joke line at the end or joke moment at the end where he pushes the nurse out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked. Uh, I like the Tony Stark super fan in the van, Gary. Oh, Gary. Gary was <laughs> the best. I like that actor from a sitcom. I think he was on Happy Endings, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, I um, watch it. It's good. It's good. And he, he was good on it. I'm like, is that how I, like, I'm like, that's me. I mean, I don't have all the tattoos, but I'd be like, oh my God. I like, yeah. I've based my whole life around you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like getting that exact tattoo would be a really funny, like. Yeah. Easter egg for like, people. I know it looks a little weird because it's from a puppet or whatever it's, it's he said, from or a, a from a doll I made, I think. <laughs> really fun. Gary um, meets Tony. 
I really liked the when he when Tony accuses uh, Pepper or says accusingly. So you're having drinks with Aldridge Killian, and I really love that the Iron Man suit looks over at her and looks like it's shocked. She's like, "What?" <laughs> That's the little things. Uh, When Rhodey's reading his password out loud and everybody around him laughs. Oh, yeah. Like he's in the people with the people from Pakistan. They're all like, yes. (laughs) So good. And I I like that. I don't know what kind of joke this is, but it feels funny because Rhodey is so sort of straight laced. The fact that his username is War Machine 68 is really funny because it's like, Clearly, the joke would be War Machine 69, but he wouldn't make that joke. That's not nope. a joke. That's a joke Tony would make. But making it 68, I feel like, highlights the fact that, like, he's not going to make the 69 joke. I don't know. Something about that seemed really funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, God. It's very roadie. Very roadie. And I don't even understand why. It just is. It's very, very roadie. Um... The part where Tony locks the hot chicks in the bathroom after Trevor just took a massive jump in there is the <laughs> second funniest part of this entire movie. <laughs> I, did like, not, I did not catch that, but that's really funny. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, they, they go in there. They're like, oh, gross. Oh, that's funny. I didn't catch it. I don't know why. I remember him saying, don't go in there for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I remember him locking them. I just didn't, did, my brain didn't connect it. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I love Trevor Slattery. He's like, mm-hmm. especially on my first viewing of this movie, like he was the thing that like I loved most about this movie. I love it, love it, love it. Um, looking back, like, like you should have hit the panic button. He's like, well, I panicked and then I handled it. <laughs> yeah, I just he's such a weird drug addict dude. Like I just love it, and I love that he came back for Shang Chi. It's so weird that he's in that movie. It is. It's nice. I think they knew that everybody liked him and nobody would care if we saw him again. Everybody would yeah. be fine with it. Yep. <laughs> he was great. Did they say in that how they got him out of jail and got him there? Do you remember? Yeah, it's in a short. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, do you remember I couldn't the short? remember. It's, uh, oh gosh, what's the short called? It's, it's one of the like one shots or whatever that yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And it's a guy interviewing him. It's a it's a journalist interviewing him about being. If you haven't seen it, you, it's all called it's called All Hail the King. Yeah, and I completely forgot it's where. Really, really I great. knew it was somewhere. I just couldn't remember where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the one shot. Okay. Uh, but for those of you who haven't seen it, like the journalist in uh, spoiler alert, the journalist ends up being like a servant of the real Mandarin, and he's like captures Trevor and, and breaks him out of prison to go bring him to real justice for the real Mandarin to get his hands on him for impersonating him. It's pretty. It's pretty. How, how awesome. much longer did that take to come out after this movie? Oh man, this was 2013, so that was like 2021, maybe. Oh, okay. So, like so they already years. had it fully in, in mind with their. Okay, I thought that they did that. Maybe I can't remember when this com- came out. Oh, the one shot I think came out on the DVD of this movie. Oh, okay, so then 3. they were like, "Okay, we're gonna fix." Yeah, fix and this Mandarin problem. This is weird, but I met the people. So in the in the one shot, they it's it's the guy's interviewing Trevor Slattery, and he tells about his life, uh, and he tells about his life. And he talks about a, like other show, like other acting jobs he's had, and they show clips of an old like TV show he was on, and he's like running around like being a cop or something. It's yeah. it's it's like Ben Kingsley pretending to be Trevor Slattery, pretending to be like this weird cop show. Um, it's very funny. I'm a dude playing a dude's playing another dude. 
<laughs> always fun. Always fun. I, I, but I was in Atlanta one time. And I think I've told you this on the podcast before. I think I told it when it happened. But I was in Atlanta one time and uh, I sat down at the bar and I was talking to these like two ladies and they're like, oh yeah, we work, uh, we work in um, like set design. And I was like, oh really? What have you worked on? And she's like, we've worked on the few things from Marvel, you know, they do in town. And I was like, You're like, oh. I feel like another round for these ladies. I, I totally was. Everything. I was like, get these, get these girl shots. Uh, let me, t-. and I was like, tell me what, what have you worked on? And they were like, oh, well you, you probably wouldn't have heard of it. And I was like, I, I promise that I likely have. And they were like, it was called All Hail the King, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh my God. <laughs> and I like, I like freaked out on them, and they were like, "Okay, we've never met a fa- a huge fan of the very specific thing we worked on before, but they were the set designers for the '70s shots in All Hail the King." And I was like, "That is so specific!" And I am the person who is the I'm such a huge fan of that work. Good job! Awesome. It's, it's That's amazing. So fun. It was so cool. There's so many people that work on these movies. Anyone that it works on it, it's just, it's just so cool to meet them. And like, it's crazy. Um, I really like when Trevor gets caught and he says, there are people I'd like to roll on immediately. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I am ready to turn. I like, I have no allegiance to this. Oh, it's so good. Eh, that's, that's my notes. What do you, do you got anything else? Um, let me see. Not too much more. I love when Rhodey says in that scene, he's like, Tony, I swear to God, I'm going to blow his face off when they're trying to get the information out of him. <laughs> the three of them together. It's just gold. It it's is gold. such gold. It's such gold, but it's also very Rhodey. Like, very, Rhodey's a military man. And he's this guy Philly. Is like, he's Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also this military man. And this guy is like the the terrorist right now. You know, he's like the terrorist threat from to America. And he's yeah. like, I will just shoot this guy. Like, I have no qualms. <laughs> This guy is terrible, and then it just takes a minute to get it. It's really good. Um, when the Iron Man suit couldn't come out of uh, Harley's garage. Garage, yeah. What does he throw on the chains? I was very confused about that. I'm like, where did you get, like, hydraulic acid, or or was oh, it just yeah. water? I, I, I don't understand. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, like I was wondering about that too. It, lo- it feels like something explodes onto it or something. Yeah, um, and I didn't see Tony give him anything like that or something that wouldn't be in the garage. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I've, I really don't know. I really don't know okay. what that what that. I'm not alone there. on that. I do love that Tony Stark gave that kid's garage a queer eye makeover though. Oh, <laughs> the car, the games, everything. I was like, oh, and he even had the little, uh, the watch, the door watch. Oh, the Dora watches. I love that scene when he's fighting with the two goons, and he's like, "How many miles between Miami and Tennessee?" And the guy's like, eight hundred and something, something." And everyone's like, "Wow!" He's like, "Yeah, that's kind of my thing." And you're like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Whose thing is that?" Again, that that feels such, like such a Shane Black thing. Like having the goons have specific like traits and personalities is just very Shane Black. I love that. I like it. I loved it so much. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, they had too. a lot of bait and switches in this. Like, um, I guess that wasn't even Tony who saved all the people from the plane. It was an empty right. show because it gets hit by the, the truck. Yes. He yeah, was yeah, not yeah. expecting that either. No, there's a bunch of stuff like that. And that, the, like, is kind of mysterious. Like, how are they going to... The, the, the scene before they set up the mystery of, like, we got to make a decision. We can't do both. We can't save the president and save Pepper. And so they send the suit to save the president and they're going to stay there and try to save, uh, try to go save Pepper. And then the president ends up getting brought to them, um, which I thought was really cool too. Cause the, the iron Patriot suit leaves the plane and you, 
I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, you don't know that the president is in it until it mm-hmm. gets to the location in Miami. Until he's all tied up, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really good. It's really, really good. It is good. I love Pepper's line of, oh, God, that was really violent. Yeah. I love it, too. <laughs> I love it, too. There's so many good she lines. She looked great in, in this, though. I'll give it to her. She yeah. was gooped out, Gwyneth, and this one was at peak goopness. <laughs> Why don't you wear this kind of stuff around the house? Yeah, sort of I love you. Oh, what? Are you mad at me? <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> or the sports bra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's yeah, good stuff. that's all I got. I guess well, Stan Lee was at the pageant, and there was our Stan Lee sighting. Yes, yes, yes. I would love for them to do more stuff like this in the MCU, but I, I get why. I mean, I obviously get why the tone creeps towards the stuff it does, because they're trying to make these, like, four-quadrant movies that fit for everybody. But this one is just like a specific tone that I really like, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I've i liked in so many other movies that Shane Black has made, and it's just fun. And does, that's Jeff's thing about this movie, is he's always talking about how, like, it's it's a good Shane Black movie, but it's not a good Iron Man movie. And I think, like, there's something to be said for that, but, like, I don't think we should restrict Iron Man to, like being a specific tone like i like that it can drift i like that these marvel movies can drift into like it would have been very interesting to have jeff here because i would have been very much on your side in this oh yeah but i don't pit those two movies against each other because i like something about each of them like i said i like thor the dark world until i don't and we will get into that next week or next Next, time or like actually yeah it'll be it'll be a few weeks (laughs) very soon though yeah we're doing uh, next thing we're going to be doing, I think, is I guess in a few days, we're going to be dropping uh, Your what, what if? episodes. Boom, 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 every day. So we'll be back with that, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Hey, you just listened to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast from Stranded Panda. I really hope you liked it. Let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash mcucast. You are the lifeblood of our little operation here. And a huge, huge thank you to our insanely generous Illuminati tier patrons. Walter Kreisky III, Lieutenant Bongo, and Jazz Viz. You guys are amazing. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. Love you 3000, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13.